All right, everyone. This is the 10th and final episode of season one of the Two Halves podcast. And we are really excited. It's just going to be Alex and I. For, yeah, we're going to start the way. Oops, nope. We're going to end the way we started. End the way we started. Uh, we also had a solo episode in the middle of season one, which was our wedding recap. Yeah. These are honestly a little bit more fun to do. <laughs> Not that our guests aren't fun. Sorry, I don't want to say it that way. These are a little bit easier to do. I think the conversation flows a little bit easier. It's it's been interesting thinking about the challenge of this podcast with usually four people. Yeah, for sure. At a time. Um, it's sometimes hard to get a word in, you know, especially with my beautiful wife. Yeah, Marcus the other weekend called me chatty. And I never really thought I was uh, chat. Chatty to me sounds like you speak and you're not really, you're using like word salads. You don't really know what you're about to say. I feel like I know what I'm saying. I just maybe talk a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're thoughtful about what you say. Um, but yeah, we're we're just excited to share with you guys some updates. And I think we're going to have a, a good conversation tonight that you all will enjoy. Uh, so first off, I guess I'll kick it to you, Al. What has been our newest endeavor over the past probably six, seven weeks? Yeah. Well, we are actually recording this podcast in our new home. We yeah. are. Yeah. This was definitely uh, something that was on our mind, but not necessarily something we were actively pursuing. And so um, I don't want it to sound like it wasn't a huge undertaking. It was massive and it was um, definitely scary, but the stars kind of aligned for us with that whole process. Um, you know, we've had friends and family that have gone through the gamut, but first house we put an offer on, I think there's what, eight offers and we we're the last one slid in and came out on top. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Marcus didn't even see the house, you know, it was just me. I walked in and felt, it felt right. I was, it was actually during AU season. Yeah. Um, Marcus's mom, my mother-in-law, Lori, she's a godsend, sent me the house Happens to be about 20 minutes away from her, which is great. Marcus has never been more than 30 minutes away from his parents. I'm a homebody. <laughs> I'm a homebody. And um, right when I saw it online, I was like, this just feels right. It has character. And I hate saying when you know, you know, because it's something you can't describe. Um, whether you're talking about the love of your life, your wedding dress, the, the college you want to commit to, or your home. Like, you really do when you know, you know. And I just walked in and got that feeling and didn't want to get my hopes up because I've heard horror stories. And yeah, walked out by the grace of God or universe or whatever you believe in. Came out on top, and now we are sitting in our beautiful kitchen, and I just couldn't be happier, honestly. Yeah, well, it's been it's been a really fun, little bit stressful, uh, exciting past couple months. I was on the train ride back from Fairfield, Connecticut, after a PLL game that the Archers won, and hadn't seen the house. Had only received a couple Facetimes from Alex, some videos and pictures, but. It just felt you right. You trust so, me. That's right. That's the ultimate. Yeah. I mean, talk about trust. Happy wife, happy life, trust, right? Trusting in your partner and and my parents, of course. So um yeah, that's that's been exciting, no doubt. Yeah, it's um honestly, I know for a fact we wouldn't have been able to do it without a lot of really awesome people in our corner. Um, your parents specifically, your dad has a lot of experience in this. Your mom literally, I I've been talking to her, she should start her own interior design business. Um, you know, our friend actually sold us the house, the girl that played lacrosse at uh, Loyola, Joanna Dalton. She, and um, 
Yeah. And then our mortgage loan officer is also your dad's oldest friend. So it just really was like surrounded by good people that made it happen for us because they knew how much we um, wanted it. And I think for us, we just didn't really realize, you know, we're so on the go, go, go. And our life is, we're so grateful for that. We travel every weekend for lacrosse or work. And um, we've kind of been a little bit of gypsies. So it feels really good to have roots and have a backyard for biscuit and just, yeah, like build a home. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll come back to some more topics in, in relation to the house and, and Alex and I, but I guess I, I wanted to just move in and we can kind of recap our summers a little bit because we haven't really um, spoken a lot about the seasons that we both had. And I would just love to hear from you about um, AU your season second, two. Yeah, your second year with with Athletes Unlimited. Um, I'm super proud of you mm. for competing still at the highest level. And every time I watched you play, I just love the enthusiasm that you bring to the game. And I just, you know, I think something that we share is that we really enjoy making our teammates better. I think totally. that's like a fun part about playing in team sports. But let's hear it from, you know, the 13th ranked finisher <laughs> in AU. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, talk to us. Yeah, wow. I mean, looking back, season two was so different than season one, but also just, it was still awesome. Like I left, I told you, I, I feel like the first week I got there, you know, I trained really hard. I worked with my trainer, Steven, and really just worked on getting stronger and having my, you know, my quickness and my explosiveness back. And I really felt fit for sure. That wasn't my issue, but Lacrosse is just a sport that's really hard to master on your own. So that first week, I remember feeling like, holy crap, what am I doing? I'm an old head. I cannot, I don't have it with me. Like these girls are coming off of the World Cup. They are just killing it. And they're so sharp and so good. So I definitely felt that insecurity seep in. Went 0-3 the first weekend. Yeah, that That was was tough. tough. That was really tough. And I, you know, you start to question everything when you go 0 3. I think that's a really cool and unique part about the league is I, I remember um, Grace Griffin, who was on my team, she had just graduated from Maryland and we had been really close. Like I helped recruit her to Maryland. And both of us were just like, why does this hurt more than losing even in college? Like these games, when you lose, it just, it feels like personal. Um, and and it, it really, I think it's because one, like you might not be with that team next week. Two, every game is so close. So you feel like it should have been within your grasp. And I guess three, because it is kind of like an individual thing. You know, you you really do feel like you, you, which is the way every game should be. Um, But you really, really feel like solo. You lost this for everyone. So you start grappling with everything. So that first week I was like, how do I fake an injury? How do I retire early? (laughs) How do I, I'm in over my head. Like I remember texting my sister, just, I probably didn't text you this, but I remember texting Nicole, like, what did I get myself into? How could I ever think that I could still do this at 31? Um, And yeah, so it's a roller coaster. Week two comes around, you know, you grind, you you dig your heels in. I started getting back to what I know. Um, And it's weird. The draft is awesome. It's cool. It gives you an opportunity to play with new people, but it either gives you a lot of confidence or it can take it away. And I saw both sides in myself and in others. So, you know, week two and three playing on Sam Apuzo's team and having her draft me pretty highly um, and having played with her and respecting her so much, it just was even that tiny little confidence boost that I didn't know I needed. Um, 
you know, and came out and had one of my best games that weekend. And then just started having a lot more fun and playing freer and also just feeling like the cobwebs have come off. And by the end of it, I was like, I'm playing again. Like I'm playing for three more years. I don't care. So it's funny. It's such a roller coaster of emotions and, and physicality, but I will say looking back, like the leaders this year were incredible and um, there really was not a dip in talent at all. Like every single, you, you, every single person top to bottom was really, really solid. Athletes Unlimited is a network of new professional sports leagues where athletes compete in a fantasy inspired games in lacrosse, basketball, volleyball, and softball. Follow them on social at AU Pro Sports and on their website at AUProSports.com. Something to think about that our listeners probably know if if they follow us and follow professional lacrosse is that we just don't get the practice time right. that you do when you're in college or even, you know, high school for that matter. So it's natural to have some rust at, at the beginning of the season. I think if even if you watch a sport like the PLL at the beginning, it's just not as sharp right. as it tends to be towards the, the latter part of the season. But um, maybe spill some tea on just... <laughs> Just the overall play and some players that really stuck out to you. Obviously, we had, you know, probably, I would say definitely the best women's lacrosse player of all time in Taylor Cummings not play yeah. in AU this summer. Um, and she may be the best just lacrosse player of all time. Yeah. Her accolade list is incredible. Um, we interviewed her with Jay Dyer. Go check out that episode. And there's got to be some young blood coming up. So maybe share just like yeah. who you thought was impressive in, in your eyes. And Totally. I mean, honestly, I'm just, I'm always impressed by so many people, but I would say Taylor Moreno, obviously she was the champion goalie, just graduated. So a rookie to come out and be, um, you know, ranked number one at the end of this. And I actually got the privilege of playing on her team um, week three, four, the last week there. So grateful that I wasn't shooting against her and got to actually have her on my team. Um, it was just really cool to see someone that young step into that leadership role and be able to have Marie McCool, who was her coach at Carolina, and Kenzie Ken, who's a legend, and me, who's almost 10 years older than her, you know, and telling us like what to do and, and really confidently leading us. Um, so I was really impressed by her, but while also just still having just the best vibes ever, I think that that's what I learn every single, every single time I played in a game or played on a different Rubik's cube of teams, the teams that were successful were the ones that had a vocal, decisive leader, but also top to bottom treated every single person with respect and empowered those around them. And also just like, made everyone play free in their best. Like second week, and I don't mean to spill all the secrets here, but Sam Apuzo just pulled all of the attackers and middies together and was just like, where does everyone feel strongest in this league? Because it's different than in college and it's different than maybe even last year. So where do you feel strongest on right. this weekend playing against this team? And then we created an offense around that instead of kind of trying to fit it into a system or plays. Right. Um, and I think even just talking through that and voicing that is really cool and it empowers people to talk, say where they're comfortable. And we went three and oh that weekend too, baby. Wow. So, you know, it, it is something that I, I love. I'm always impressed by Sam. I think that, you know, obviously I would be remiss not to mention Charlotte. Um, she is incredible. Like she is not only just someone that watching on the field and playing with, I am in awe, but 
off the field is just like an even better person. Like she is so humble and she's so kind and she's such a lax rat that I just am so proud that she's kind of like, she is that next Messiah of our sport. So it's really cool to, you know, continue to have these really awesome people be the people that everyone looks up to. So obviously Charlotte, but yeah, Sam is always, she's, she's awesome. Like I think people, you know, they look at Kayla trainer, they look at Charlotte and I'm just such an off ball person. So I see Sam and the stuff she does and how she leads and how she, um, I always say, you know, to be the best attacker in the world, you can't just be great when you have the ball on your stick. So, um, I'm just always impressed by her and her ability to make everyone better around her. Cool. Good info. Yeah. Favorite moment. If you had to pick one off the top of your head, I'm putting you on the spot. Oh my gosh. My favorite moment. I mean, I would say our last game, I think winning that last game for Taylor was really yeah. cool. Like I think going again 3-0 and on that weekend and getting to play with Kenzie and Marie, who are just two of my really good friends and um, people I love playing with and also just winning for someone. It's crazy because you don't really feel that way until the very end because everything's shifting, you're on different teams. But that last game was Team Apuzo versus Team Moreno and it's one versus two. So whoever wins that, wins at all. So it does feel like a championship game. And um, it feels good to play for someone, you know, like you're always playing obviously for your teammates, but in this league, it gets a little um, hard because you're also playing for yourself and wanting to, you know, end up on the high, higher on the leaderboard. So um, yeah, I would say winning that game for her as the last game out there. Also, we'll note just a tip. If any of the AU girlies out there are, are listening to this, I did not look at the leaderboard once last year or this year. And I just think protecting your peace in that regard, knowing who you are, maybe it drives certain people. But for me, it was something I could not look at um, because that's just not what drives me. And I need to, you know, be able to, and I feel like it's similar to you and kind of with the PLL, which I know we'll get into of just kind of, what was it? Quieting the noise. Yeah. That was kind of your motto this year. It was just, you know, canceling out every single thing that could potentially make it, muddy the waters and just stick to, you know, your goal and your focus, which was for me, I actually voiced out loud for the first time ever. I wanted to top, I wanted to finish top 25 or did I say 25 or 15? Top 15. Yeah. I said top 15, which I voiced and I definitely would not have voiced if we didn't have the privilege again of filming that Under Armour train series together where they asked me what my goal was for the season. And I said it out loud. I want to finish top 15. And that's to me at 31 pretty lofty goal. Um, but saying it out loud, I do believe that like writing your goals out loud, writing your goals down, saying them out loud, truly, whether or not it's the, who you say it to it's in yourself and into the universe actually makes them real. And it also makes it more real when you fail, but it, it it's also, you never failed or succeeded if you never said it out loud, I believe. So, yeah. um, yeah, that was really cool that I, you know, just another moment teaching myself that not to be scared, yeah. just to say what I want. Right. Well, I mean, it's cool that you got to play in essentially like the de facto championship yeah. of that league. The TV product was incredible, incredible. on ESPN, Joe Beninati, awesome commentating. Yeah, Courtney yeah. Connor's great. Yeah. And just really exciting to watch. I was able to get up there in person and watch you live and just an awesome environment for young girls to be able to watch their, you know, their heroes and their role models play at the highest level. And, you know, I think you know, professional lacrosse is in a pretty good spot right now on, on the women's side. And I think on the men's side as well, as, as we kind of move into the the fifth year of, of the PLL. Yeah. Crazy. So Just getting into the PLL, I mean, obviously I know how you feel and how it ended is similar to 
how you felt last time we had this conversation, um, which never feels good as an athlete or as a person, but reflecting back now that hopefully the dust is kind of settled. Um, yeah. How did you feel about this season individually and as a team? Yeah, I think um, it would be interesting to go back to episode one and kind of listen to what mm-hmm. I had to say about that. But I think so much has happened since I know then. And this season was like, you know, maybe my favorite season of all time. I know we didn't end up in, in, you know, the winner's seat with the championship trophy over our head. That's always the goal. But I think just so many amazing things in my life that have happened, you know, getting married to you and, and my first season, you know, playing with a ring on my finger, <laughs> not, not literally playing with the ring. Cause I actually would take it off before games and, and put it in my locker. Um, but you know, that perspective and, and having Biscuit here, like a little puppy. I know it's a minuscule thing, especially with, with there's guys in the league that have actual children. Yeah, um, but you're, you're growing up. Yeah, it's just, I think your perspective broadens and it's a, it's a really cool feeling, you know, um, getting older is, is cool. I agree. Um, you know, I, I, I feel physically solid, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm the spring chicken that I was when I was 22 or 23, but you get to a point where you kind of know, uh, how you want your body to feel and and what you need to totally. do to Wise. get it to its best point. Um, so I, I felt good physically all season, obviously, you know, it's a blessing whenever you can get through a full season without any major injuries, you know, right. other, other than some nicks here and there. And, um, you know, just so much enjoyment, being a captain alongside Tom Schreiber and Scott Ratliff, two players and people that I really admire, two of my, my really good friends, you know, playing with with Adam and Will, guys that, you know, I coach with at, at Utah and have such a, a brotherhood with with Adam and Will and just the amount of time that we've spent with each yeah. other is um, exceeds, you know, probably most guys in, in the PLL. And then, you know, thinking about guys like Dominique Alexander, who I've played almost every professional lacrosse game with, and Ryan Ambler and Matt McMahon, and uh, I could go down the roster with with guys that I just appreciate. And then you bring in young players that I watched in college, and you know, I'm almost ten years older than them. And um, so, it, you know, the in terms of the Archers, I, it was it was a blast. Um, you know, unfortunately, again, we just you know, picked a bad day to not play very well. Yeah. It really felt like this year was going to be different. And I, I, you know, those aren't just like words It actually did feel that way, uh, especially after our, our playoff win against the Redwoods, but um, it didn't happen, you know? And, and I think one of my favorite quotes that I, I think about after every season um, that I haven't won a championship, which is a lot now because <laughs> it's really hard to freaking win yeah, it is. Uh, is a quote by George Hallis. He was a, I think he was a baseball manager for the Dodgers. Um, don't quote me on that, but he just said, no one who has ever given their best has regretted it. You know? And I think about that all the time, just like, you know, I, I, I don't regret, you know, it because I did give my best, you yeah. know, and sure there were some more plays that could have been made, but you know, you could say that about every game, even if you win. So, um, Congrats to the Water Dogs. I think they were the best team down the stretch. Right. Uh, definitely have a good culture on that team, and um, you know they've they've got some really really solid players. Just just a solid roster, like from face off to goalie to 
their O-middies, their D-middies, their attack, like they just got guys that are are really making plays all over the field and they got the hot streak in the playoffs and made it happen. So um, we're on to year five. It's cool to see kind of, you know, the PLL picking locations for yeah. their games already and having an early jump on the schedule. You know, I think it's it's really cool to see how they've persevered through um, COVID and, and coming out on, on the positive side of that. So, um, yeah, that's all we got. Yeah, but what's on the docket for you now, lacrosse-wise? What's on the it? docket? Yeah, so Team USA is is kind of lingering right now. We've had a couple training camp weekends. The World Games will be next summer, 2023, in San Diego. Um, so this is my third go-run at making the team. Uh, the, the games happen every four years, obviously, last year, COVID. Five, so, yeah. Um, there was a bump between 2018 and 2023, but um, yeah, again, it's just kind of a, a process that I've been a part of for my, you know, the entirety of my professional career and just enjoying it again, being one of the older guys in the room and, and kind of taking command, um, of that and accepting that responsibility. Cause you know, it's not something that I take lightly. So it's really fun though. I, I enjoy the coaching staff. They, they do a really nice job of creating that college yeah. type atmosphere. Even though you're not together that often. Correct. So many different groups of people that you're playing with. Right. Athletes Unlimited is bringing fans closer to the game with the Unlimited Club. You'll receive all the latest news and updates in the palm of your hand. Stream digital games, unlock special access, and more. Join for free today by downloading the Athletes Unlimited app available in Google Play and Apple App Stores. But speaking of Team USA, I mean, I made one team 2017, and that was a four-year battle for that. You've done that now. This is your third go around, which is crazy. Like that is a that is a long. And I know Rob is in the same boat as you yeah. too, Rob Pinnell. What like I would I guess like I mean you're staying at the top of your game for almost ten years. So I know I'm putting you on the spot too. But what would you attribute that to? Like, I, and and again for people that aren't really listening, this isn't. You know, you're not training all during the week with Team USA. It is four weekends throughout the year, yeah, like maybe. max. Yeah. So how are you, or at least like, what's your mindset like going into these weekends or even looking at since the last World Cup, were you like, I'm going to be in this till the next World Cup? Like, I know you I, would play lacrosse until you die, yeah. but like, it's a high level and it's emotional and it's, you know, it's taxing. So how, how do you, how do you get your mind right? Yeah, it was, it was funny to think about. Like, I'd been to every single event except for one last fall since I started trying out, which yeah. was in like 2013, where the actual tryouts for right. the first year. Ours, so, after our senior year um, of college. <laughs> what's my mindset going to? It's just like, you know, it's being a team player. I think the, yeah. rule, the rules of international lacrosse kind of favor my style, I think, which is, you know, just high IQ and obviously moving off ball. Right. Like, there's only one ball. Totally. Lacrosse is a team sport, you know, just as you watch basketball and football, like there's guys that have to play a whole game and don't touch a ball <laughs> own their, you know, own their like responsibilities and their roles on the team. Like think about an offensive lineman in the NFL, like they're working every single play. Like there are some plays that, you know, a quarterback, Crazy. a quarterback just hands the ball off. Like that's his only responsibility. Like those guys are grinding 
Um, and you know, they, that's what makes a team great. So maybe a weird analogy there, but no, you gotta um, be a cog sometimes. Yeah, in the system. for sure. And, and I think it's, you know, I've, I've, you know, embraced that role and I'm playing around some, some incredible players and some guys I've played with a lot, some guys I haven't played with a lot. And I think being adaptable is, totally. is such a great attribute to have, not only as a lacrosse player, uh, as you kind of mentioned earlier, like Sam, like being adaptable to the style that you guys wanted to play offense, like you have to be willing to kind of, yeah, be an amoeba, be flexible. Like if you have to play on the left side, like be able to do that. If you have to play off ball, if you have to dodge somebody. So I've always kind of thought of myself in that realm as a lacrosse player. Cause like, that's how I came up. I just, I didn't want someone to just pigeonhole me. Yeah. Like he's just a righty shooter. Well, like, I also can pick up ground balls. Like right. I can also, you know, beat a short stick if I need to. I can also ride. Like I can come out of the box and play midfielder, you know? So like just trying to be versatile, I think is, is a plus sign for, you know, these types of. Well, teams. and I think that even listening to you speak about this, um, I feel like you and I, um, one of our strengths, we have plenty of weaknesses, but one of our strengths is that we are pretty versatile with, on the field, but also like in life and in our relationships. Um, you know, we all have friends and and uh, teammates that have to play with certain people in order to play well. And AU obviously doesn't allow you to do that. Yeah, Team USA tryouts doesn't allow you to do that. They're putting you with a million different combinations. And we also have all those friends at parties that have to be next to their significant other and can't talk to other people, right? So I think it's it's one of our strengths for sure for to be able to know who you are, be confident in your job and what you're doing, and also being able to work with anyone that's around you. I think that's a really cool note that you definitely just, you know, hounded in on. Yeah. Got to keep them on their toes. <laughs> Um, well, especially right. since we're, you know, 31 years old, we're not really playing with our best friends yeah, anymore. <laughs> yeah. Don't let them know your next move. Um, all right. Let's transition a little bit. I, I thought it would be fun if we could play a little game, if you will. Ooh, okay. Uh, seeing as it is, we're entering into the fall, our first house. The fall, I think, is a very, um, no, it's, very, it's uh, properly rated. Yeah, I can't, I can't. No, it's properly rated. I, I don't want to say it's overrated, but yeah, people are obsessed with fall. <laughs> yes, I think, especially you as you I, get older, I feel like it's just like yeah. an older person's. Like when you're younger, summer, because it's summer break. Yeah. You know, if you're in college, it's like lit. You're going to the beach every weekend. I think you and I love spring. We love spring because it's lacrosse yep. season. But fall just has that way. Once you hit your 30s, it's yeah. like, I really love me some fall. So what I wanted to do was do a little power ranking Great. of fall. So um, I think we can just name three things. Oh, snap. All right. So we're going to go back and forth. Yeah, or? we're going to go. We're going to go back and forth. So we'll do like Alex will do her number one. I'll do my I think number you should one. Go first. Okay. This is your game. And then we'll go back and forth. And then at the end, we'll do just our least favorite thing. Oh, okay. Just one. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I'll kick us off the official power rankings of fall. My number <laughs> one is football. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be. That's my number one, too. It is? Of course. Raven Sundays? Come on. I only We only just moved out of Baltimore. Raven Sundays made me fall in love with Baltimore. Yeah. And I will say, like, 
we were falling asleep to one of those stinker games <laughs> yeah. that has been on TV the other yeah, week. And you were actually like watching the game and engaged in it. And I was like, I get really annoyed with you when you patronize me about football. Like my brother played in college, dad played in college. Like Marcus thinks I don't like football just because I'm a commanders fan. Doesn't mean that I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I've had to catch myself trying to mansplain a couple of things ew, to Alex ew. about. Okay, I would agree. Football's but... great. The football culture, the fo- everything about it, I love. So we're just. No, I have a different number one. Okay, so. Well, I'm not going to do your number one. My no, number... I mean, you. yeah, you have to have your own. My number one would be um, like, how do I explain this? My number one is the crispy weather that allows you to wear shorts on bottom long sleeves on top Ooh. or long pants on bottom jeans and a short sleeve on yeah. top. Like I layers I, or yeah, like, like a mix and match. I love a hoodie with shorts and I love jeans with a t-shirt and not needing a, a jacket. Yes. And also not needing pants. Maybe I wear boots. So to me, I would say fall fashion. Yeah. That's, I love fall fashion. Fall fashion is a great, that's a great yeah. number one pick. Um, because you know, sometimes in the summer, you're just sweating. Sweating and everywhere. Oh God. And like the shorts aren't even enough. Cause then you're sticking to your shorts. You're sticking to your chair, but I love it. I, I prefer heat over cold. So, but I yes. do love the fall is the only time where we live that I am perfect. <laughs> like I'm, I don't, I don't need, I don't need a, a blanket and I don't need to delay it. I am perfect. Verbal TikTok meme. I am free. Yeah. Um, okay. Great. Number one. So we have, Football for me, number one. Fall fashion for Alex, number one. We'll go back to you for your oh, number, number two. two. Um, soup. I love soup. Wow. <laughs> I eat soup year round, but it becomes socially acceptable to have soup in the fall. I had a cup of soup for lunch yesterday. Exactly. With a sandwich. It was yeah. delicious. Um, wow. Just a great answer. Soup. Um, okay. My number two on the fall power rankings is going to be Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh yeah. You love Thanksgiving. So do I. I think to your point that you made about fall being kind of an adult person's season, I think Thanksgiving is a holiday that as you get older, just gets better and better. Yeah. Because you it's well go out Wednesday. Let me start. Let me start. (laughs) Let me start with the deep stuff first. A day that's just committed to giving thanks for all the things that you have in your life, which hopefully is a lot of your days. Uh, and you're usually spending it with friends and you're watching football and you're eating great food. Like that is an awesome day. Yeah. Like that, that's just, you're feeling good. That's great. So Thanksgiving is, I think my favorite holiday at this point. Yeah. Um, it's, it's awesome. But I think as a kid, it's like, you love Halloween and you don't really Christmas. get Thanksgiving. You love Christmas. Yeah. You love Halloween. You love Halloween, candy, Christmas gifts. Like Thanksgiving, you're like, eh, whatever, turkey. But like as an adult, I think it's just like, you know, and then you can just sit around and get drunk all day. Yeah. And drink Watch football. Yeah. It's in it's your awesome. fall clothes. <laughs> so big Thanksgiving guy here. That would be my number two. Okay. Well, now you get three because back to you. Oh, yeah. I, I guess. So our number twos, Alex had soup. I had Thanksgiving. My number three, for the fall power rankings, and I'm really pumped about this one, is going to be fires. Oh, yeah. Like a bonfire or even just a house fire. A, a candle? Uh, would you even say, would you say candles are fires? You can light candles year round. I would just say like sitting around a fire. Yeah. Just yeah. really. Here in the crackle. Really 
hits extremely different when <laughs> the weather dips below 50, you know, and as we kind of creep into to, to winter here. So um, I just, I mean, I'll build a fire my, by myself. You weren't even here the other night. I, I used our, Solo stove. Um, our solo stove out back. Shout out Thank solo you. stove. Thank you. Shout out John Shout Oz, out John my dad. <laughs> uh, built a fire, ate my dinner, just stared into the fire. It was incredible. Yeah. There Very... is something about a fire that brings you back to, we just watched 1883, um, the prequel to Yellowstone. And it's just something about a fire that I feel like our primal caveman yeah. woman instincts are just feel good. And trust me, I'm not <laughs> striking rocks against. You no, know. we're using fire starters. Yeah, fire starters. <laughs> I'm using a, one of those long lighters. You know, there's not a lot of primal instincts going on. But yes, it does make you feel good once you've built a fire successfully. All so right. That's so my number three. My number three, I have like a, I have like a three A and B. I have to pick one. Of, I, I knew you were <laughs> just expand on this. Topic. Okay, my three A would be, and again, we live in Maryland, so we're really lucky and unlucky, but lucky in this time of year, it's really, really green in Maryland all the time. So that like week or two where the, all of the leaves are changed and it's like red, orange, brown, and it's just stunning. Like once they have, before they've fallen and they're actually on the trees, um, I'll catch myself driving during a sunset. I'm like, wow, this is, uh, yeah, this is like some heaven stuff Uh right here. So that's my three A, but my three B is, uh, it's some red wine. Because I'm a white wine biatch up until literally it gets below 60 degrees. And then, or even just the month, like once it's October, I'm like, I need red at all times. So I I love me a glass of uh, red, red vino. Wow. Good answers. So what would that be? The foliage and red wine. (laughs) And I had fires. Okay. So. Now we'll bump over, I guess, until you can just do one of your like least favorite. Oh, least favorite things about fall. I don't know. I I I don't really. I can't think of one for on the top of my head. You go first. Mine's very simple, and I feel like it's just like the master answer to this question is daylight savings time. Oh, that's a good one. Daylight savings time when the clocks fall back. It's normally on my birthday. Is. No, wait, I love that. One of the most depressing times of the year for Yeah, me. but I love it because we get an extra hour of my birthday. Okay, well, we're talking about what I, <laughs> what is my least favorite thing about fall, and that is when the clocks go back and it gets dark at 4.45 p.m. and it doesn't get light until like 8.30 in the yeah, morning. It's fine. just like- All right, I know mine. Phew, I need that sunlight. You know what I'm saying? It gets cold, so I'm out on daylight saving. I- and pump that we're switching that back. I think we're done. Next, we're done with this. This is the this is the last one coming so up. Twenty twenty two. Grateful because it's the last one. Maybe we'll have a party. Yeah. Um. My least favorite thing about fall is that winter is coming. <laughs> oh. I hate being cold. Yeah. I I really I really hate it. And I and I love skiing. Like I I would love to. If I'm gonna be cold, I want snow and I want to be on a mountain. Um. I do not want to be. Walking biscuit, freezing my butt off. Yeah. Coaching lacrosse, freezing my butt off. Um, so yeah, I, I and also winter's just a little too long for my liking. So that's the only that's the only part I don't like about fall. Everything else is cool. And there you have it. Well, um, we would love to hear some power rankings from you guys, whether you <laughs> agree, disagree. Would love to hear some comments. Sound off in the comments. Yeah, sound off <laughs> in the comment section, you know, at me, uh, at your leisure. Um, let's Maybe move forward 
this is like we've just surpassed like our year anniversary of being roommates, Ooh, of living together. Yeah. So Alex and I were long distance for three and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. That was like since inception. How our relationship started, which um is pretty cool with the advent of FaceTime. I think <laughs> you know, there were multiple FaceTimes yes. every day. So uh I won't take you through that entirety of our relationship, but uh I moved back to move in with Alex last year. And since then, we've gotten married. We've got a puppy and we bought, bought a house. house. Yeah. Um, so what are some things that you love about me as a roommate? <laughs> Go. Oh, my gosh. That I love about you as a roommate. I mean, I will say long distance was, um, you know, I mean, I think it built the foundation for our relationship. I, I know we talked about this a little bit in the first episode, but it really, really challenged us in a way that strengthened us, I think. It it forced us to actually have to communicate instead of just being mean or sassy or, you know, passive aggressive. We really had to vocalize and communicate what we were feeling always because if the other person did, had no idea, a long distance. So um, I was really fearful that we would like revert back and almost become lazy in that regard when we were moved into with each other. Um, you know, I loved us falling asleep over FaceTime talking. I, I just was nervous moving in. We wouldn't do that. We would just fall asleep and not <laughs> just, you know, watch Netflix. Um, but it hasn't been that way. I mean, I, I love living with you. I think it's been, it's it's so much better. I think we almost, I know I made excuses for how, it was fine to live long distance because you were the person for me and I knew you were the person that I was going to spend the rest of my life with. But now that we've lived together, now when you leave for the day, I'm like, where are you going? <laughs> and I just, you know, I just really love you as a companion and as a teammate. You you are, there's obviously not, it's not all rainbows and unicorns, um, but like, it's really not that bad. I think that... Um, the best parts are just having your best friend around you and building a home together and learning, um, you know, what each other needs. Um, but yeah, my favorite part is just having you every day, just getting to actually physically hug Aww. you every day. Yeah. Well, it's funny since Alex and I pretty much both work from home together. Um, we're like low key hanging out all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like kind of weird when we don't. Or yeah, but like, we did that during quarantine. So yeah. it wasn't like, it's not like, I don't know. We just, this is, I, and I can feel myself cringing as I say this, but like, we genuinely like being together. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's a positive. It to have is. In your it partner. Is. Um, we have our independence too, but I think because we travel so much and we are apart and we work, you know, long hours when we are working, it is really nice to feel you and your presence around. So now you can put me on blast. Give me, give, give the listeners maybe a couple things that I need to improve on around the house or like maybe some of my weak, Okay, one, and your father has, Brian has (laughs) apologized to me so many times and it's not his fault, but you are probably the least handy person I've ever met. It's not his fault. My dad didn't teach me. I just, you teach yourself. But Marcus, I came home the other day and I, Marcus wanted to hang up his helmets and um, he first tried, but with a nail and that obviously didn't work. And I said, you need to get helmet hooks. So he got helmet hooks off of Amazon and I came in and he had completely just, just drilled the screws into the drywall and is hanging his helmet off. That's literally like halfway off ripping the drywall <laughs> out of the wall. And I couldn't believe my eyes. I couldn't believe that that's what, 
he, he physically just did not understand why it was happening. And I, you know, I showed him that there were the plastic things. You need to drill the hole first, put the plastic things and then screw it in. And like, it was like, I was teaching a, honestly, a young child how to play lacrosse for the first time. I legitimately had no idea (laughs) what I was doing. Like it was wild. It was just, I mean, you're, you are a great learner. Like you do listen and help, which is nice, but there's no, no innate um, handy skills in you at all. So I would say that's, that definitely needs to be improved kind of though, but I, I don't know. I actually enjoy doing it. It's not like I don't, I don't love that he tries to do it himself where I'd rather him just wait for me to come home and <laughs> ask, or, you know, just take a second and slow down, use Google. Yeah. Um, YouTube. I mean, YouTube. I, YouTube's been a, a, whew, a lifesaver for me. Yeah. And then my other thing would just be that I made a really big, um, like, packed with myself that this is our home. I want to take care of it. I'm going to be super organized and have places for everything. And so I make all these awesome little slots for our deodorant. Trinket holders. For everything. And um, I call Marcus Hulk smash when he comes in. He just literally rips everything apart and just launches them into the drawers instead of just putting it back. You know, it takes one more second. Just put it back where I I put it in the first place. So Yeah. um, yeah, those would be my things that you need to... I guess, quote unquote, improve on, but I think they're, they're all doable. They're not, they're not hard. Thanks. That's not, yeah, that's not too bad. I can, I think I can improve there. Um, okay. What about you? What have you learned? Yeah, no, I, I was going to say, uh, I mean, I, there's a bunch of ways I could go with this, but like the one thing that um, I, I just love about you is just like, you're cool. Oh, like you just like, frick. Yeah. I, and I know this is like going to blow way too much. <laughs> up your butt but like you're just I like the style choices that you've made in their house like I already I liked them when I moved from Utah into our apartment I was like dang this is cool like the feng shui is cool and like the vibe is is cool so um I just appreciate that about you that you're not afraid to like maybe take some risks yeah um in certain areas of like designing um and fashion and and everything like that so wow I just think that's appreciate that yeah no you're I like your style you know, so that would be just maybe a, a positive. <laughs> and then after a year of living together, I would say laundry is, is your oh, weakness. Yeah. Hardcore. Laundry is a weak point for you. It's wait until the bin gets filled with um, enough clothes for a clothing drive. Well, when you have so many clothes that your drawers don't f- close unless there's a load in the laundry. That's a that's, problem. I know, but that's that. I know, I know. I can admit it. We'll address that off off camera. <laughs> um, and then once the laundry does get going, it does not get moved from the washer <laughs> to the dryer for at least multiple days, or unless I remember that she did it. You did so it today. I you did it today. It and it today. took me five minutes. There were so many clothes in there. There are things that I I know. I, I'm not defending myself. It's just there. There are things that. I, I think a lot of couples or roommates out there are like, would you rather do the dishes or the laundry? I'm dishes all day. Yeah. Like all day I will do dishes. I I hate, and actually maybe I'll blame my mother for this because my mother did our laundry up until I moved out. I didn't even know how to do laundry when I went to college. Like that is embarrassing. Yeah. Wow. And my mom would fold it and put it outside our door. And then I wouldn't even put it in the drawers. I would just use it from the basket. That's really Like funny. that is, I mean, that is enabling, but my mother is a saint and she is the best, one of the best people on this planet. So. Well, isn't it weird that, I, I low key like like doing laundry. Great. And you hate it. Great. And like 
Take it. You like being handy inside the house. And I don't know how to hang a picture. (laughs) So yin and yang, baby. It kind of works out. It does. Um, I've also, sorry, I've really enjoyed seeing um, how excited you get about the outside of our house. Like this is, this is just, you know, dad 101. Like Marcus went to Home Depot for the first time after buying this house and literally texted me and was like, I'm in heaven. I don't even, what do we need? I'm like, we need everything. We need help. Yeah. And now he's out there. He's trying to cut the grass every two days. He's trying to leaf blow every little speck that touches our patio. So (laughs) that was kind of like our non-handshake deal was, as Alex explained, she's, you know, passionate about trying to keep our house really organized inside and neat and tidy. And my, my passion project was just like learning about outdoorsy, handyman type deal stuff outside mowing the lawn uh i was up on the roof today first first rain we really needed that we really needed that rain yeah i was up on the roof today blowing leaves everywhere um you know putting tiki torches in the ground and stuff like that so it's been fun uh learning a lot um one thing about uh like housework outside is that i feel like it's it's like just you're never I guess it's the same as inside. Like you're, you're not there's, there's no finish line. No, right. I'm realizing that. Like I, I'm gonna, bl- I blew a bunch of the leaves off the house and like off the patio, and I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and there's gonna be a bunch more out there. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus literally <laughs> was doing the dishes and was like, I just realized that owning a house just means you are constantly cleaning, just, just cleaning, cleaning everything. for stuff and just paying for stuff. Oh yeah, for so, sure. But to me, it's worth it. We're building a home. And- it is. It feels cool to like take care of something that is, is yours, which I've I've never really had that feeling. So it's our um, castle. Cheers to us, homeowners. First thing we've really owned, like together yeah you know it's cool to have biscuit. our well yeah biscuit <laughs> okay. i i actually birthed biscuit yes. i created him on my own and then um birthed him but yeah it's 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 just been really really like rewarding and awesome to have something together and that's i know we we joke a lot and and i know i don't want us to pretend like we paint rainbows here and talk of unrealistically but um we are firm believers in you know, putting positivity out into the world and um, that'll come back to you. Yeah. And I will say like, even today, you know, Marcus came inside and had a little something under his breath that annoyed me and definitely like could have sent me into an anger mode. And I just tried to walk outside and tell him, you know, I don't really love the way you say that. And um, instead of just being my fiery Scorpio self and getting upset and probably saying something nasty back. So I think, you know, it's been, it's, it's taken some time and it's cool to, to kind of feel out how the other person feels and what they need on certain days and and trying to be a good teammate to them, but also taking care of yourself. Um, it's been really rewarding and and cool. And I know we are one year, not even one year into marriage. Yeah. Which 10 is, months. Not to, we're not giving advice to anyone. No, we, don't have, we don't have any advice to give to anyone about this. Um, we just share on our own experiences. And, and honestly, it's pretty therapeutic for us, which feels good. For sure. <laughs> It is. It really is. Um, so yeah, let's. What's next? So what do we got moving forward here? What's or what, next? What, also, what have we done off the field this fall? Some fun adventures. Um, we've gone to some awesome weddings. Got yes. to see some of our teammates get married in some beautiful places, which always, always makes me so happy to have the people you love on the fields and off the field find their love. It really does. It's just special, you know. Like I do think, um, you know, we all have our best friends and, and our, and our, but our teammates always kind of feel like family. 
you know, like it, it, you go through like battles with those people that yeah. feel different than just friends. Um, feels a little stronger. So it, uh, it was really cool to watch, you know, Taylor get married this fall and Scott who married us get married mm-hmm. to the love of his life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love love. We love love for sure. No doubt. So that was, that, that was awesome. And then we have lingering in December is our honeymoon. Yeah. So we'll be flying to Singapore for a couple of days and then visiting the motherland. We're going to Thailand, Thailand baby. Yeah. We love it. Um, note to couples out there. Just, I am a big fan of putting your honeymoon off because it just gives you another excuse to go on a big trip. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> And, um, after our wedding, we were gassed, like we were really kind of dead and, um, it's just been really cool to plan something, um, and, you know, get to celebrate our one year and in somewhere different. Yeah. And I'm really excited to show Marcus. I think, you know, he gets me and he gets my family, but it's just going to be really cool to physically show him, you know, the village my mom was born in and her relatives out there and just kind of the way of life. So that culture that I'm really, really proud of. So I'm really excited to show you. And we're lucky we got um, his sister, Sydney and her boyfriend, Michael, they're coming with us. My yeah. parents are being, are going to go over there. So it's a party. I can't wait to just officially test my like spice yeah. tolerance, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause I feel like I've grown a lot uh-huh. since we oh, started since dating. We met, yes. I can handle it, but you know, yeah, I can't no, handle Thai, that five star. Thai hot is 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 different. Yeah, so that'll be exciting. I'm excited for the food and you know the mountains, the beach, all the good. Yeah, the goodies that it has to offer. Um, 24 hours of travel, so that should be exciting. We'll learn a lot about each other there. Um, <laughs> I'm gown the whole time. I'm sleeping <laughs> the entire time. You will be passed out. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that. Pretty much wraps it up, I think, for this final episode of season one. Thanks for listening. This really has been, I know Alex just mentioned it and I was probably going to say it too, but, uh, and I, we understand this isn't a realistic thing for girlfriend, boyfriend, partners, wives, uh, husbands to do, but talking about stuff like this and communicating is kind of funny. You're acting as if there's a third person in the room, but really there's no one here. (laughs) Um, and then, yeah, that's that's we've learned a lot about ourselves. We've we've hopefully we've shared so much information on some really amazing people that we've met. Yeah. Uh and, and who push us and mentor us and, and inspire us. Um are great friends to us as well. So yeah. it's been an exciting journey here, no doubt. For sure. And we were really excited. Um you know, to hopefully have a season two. And if you guys have any feedback or suggestions about who you want on the show. Or if you just want more solo episodes, just me and Marcus, please let us know. Um, Thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. And I hope everyone has a great rest of your fall. Cheers. Cheers. See you guys. See ya. Peace.